Hey everyone, welcome to our podcast this week. Hope you're doing well. We had a great day in church today. It's actually Sunday night right now as I record this. Uh, We had an amazing day in church. New people coming every week. Great sense of momentum and excitement in the house. There's nothing like being in the room, but if you did miss it, I'm so glad that you would join us today on our podcast. Or maybe you're new or visiting Be sure to check us out on Instagram, Facebook, or head to our website. Um, But let's get right into things. Last week, we shared uh, the dreams that God had placed in Maria and my heart for Everyone Church. We went through everything from services to venues, outreach, every kid, every youth, every under 30s, connect groups, and more. And and if you missed it, and particularly if you're a part of our church, uh, please don't miss it. Head to everyonechurch.com.au forward slash vision. And you on there, you'll see a recap of everything. And also, listen to last week's podcast because uh, we tried our best to encapsulate what happened in the room within the podcast, as we do every week. But pray with us, unite with us, and let's enjoy this journey together little by little. So today, we shift our focus to missions. Today is Missions Vision Sunday. Not that our church isn't a mission, of course it is, but we want to present to you all that we are dreaming of in the area of missions. And this church uh, exists to bring Jesus to everyone, everywhere. And we really mean it. Since day one, we have been a missions-giving church. And in fact, whilst we were in lockdown in 2021, without even ever having a service yet, you know, it was just actually impossible for us to meet for church because of uh, COVID lockdown, we still built three homes for widows and a well in Cambodia, a water well. And uh, last year, we built another two homes for widows, and we gave a a young boy a life-changing heart surgery in Vietnam. It's what we do. It's how we roll around here. Now, what we have been doing for missions the last year and a half, as we've been planting everyone church, is doing missions project by project. So we've just been presenting one project at a time and encouraging the church to contribute to that if they feel led to. over the following few months after that project was presented. And then we would present another one. So that's that's how we've been kind of doing things. And that was largely because we were a new church. We still are a new church, and we're picking things up as we're going. But as we've kind of gained some stability of, of, of membership, and also we've moved to weekly services, we, we thought we would make the next step of looking at our missions year as a whole. So We have six major missions projects for this year, six of them, and I want to present them all to you today, Um, and they are with local partners on the ground in whatever country they're in, and some of them are in Australia as well, but they're also with the Imaginations Network. Now, what that is is uh, a network of churches, uh, including our sending church, Imaginations Church, that band together, like a family of churches that come together together for missions, for the cause of Christ. And uh, it's very much something we have been part of from the start. In fact, our church plant is a missions project in the Imaginations Network. So we feel very much birthed out of this and a big part of this, and it's going to be part of our future going forward. So after we present all of our projects today, we're going to talk about how we do this together. Okay. Now, 
I want to encourage you to go to a website. I know I've been throwing out links a lot this podcast, but here's another one. Everyonechurch.com.au forward slash missions. It has a recap of all of these projects and links to videos. We're going to put the audio of the videos in this podcast because uh, you can still kind of capture a bit of what's going on with them through the audio. But if you want to see uh, visually what's going on and see all of our projects summarized on one nicely presented webpage, uh, you can head there and check that out. And also, can I just encourage you to have an open heart, have an open heart to what, what God would lead us to do and lead you to do as an individual or a family, okay? So I'm just going to pray and then we're going to get into things. Lord, I thank you for this opportunity to share on our podcast today and present these six projects. And I ask that you would help us, Lord, to have a fresh fire for missions and help us make a difference in the world and do what you have called us to do. In Jesus' name, amen. So let's start with Burundi. Burundi in Africa. This is really where we began as a church in the nation of Burundi with our missions. Uh, And for a while now, we've been paying for the building of homes for widows in Burundi. And we want to continue this this year. And this is in partnership with Sister Connection. And uh, we have actually built five homes for widows since our church began. And, you know, Burundi is listed as the poorest nation on earth. And some of the most vulnerable nation in that nation are widows. And there are so many widows because of the Burundi and Rwandan genocides. Um, and it's, it's, it's a big thing there, right? So when a widow is left alone with their children, or sometimes without children, just by themselves, they're left to be the sole provider for their family. They're seen as a person of little worth by their village. This is what Sister Connection has told us. And when we build a home for a widow, we we give her a safe place. We've been told that villagers uh, think that they must have a husband or something because they've had a they have a home. All right. And we also create work for locals. And the widows belong to a community. They're invited to be part of the Sister Connection community and hear the gospel, hear about Jesus, which is just so amazing. So we want these widows not only to know that they have a home on earth, but also they have a home in heaven one day. Amen. Uh, And a home costs around $1,000 to build. And we're committed this year to build at least one more. In fact, leading the way is going to be our kids. Uh, This year, our children in our Every Kid's ministry are going to set the goal of building one widow's home, which is, I think, is pretty awesome. And on Sunday, they took some time, they, they built little craft houses, which is awesome, and they took some time to think about how they could raise some money to build a home for a widow this year, which I think that they will smash through. I wouldn't be surprised if they build two, just being honest. But we are going to champion them. They might sell some cupcakes after church, and I want to encourage you, if you're there and they're selling cupcakes... Make them the most expensive cupcake you, you have ever purchased, right? If you can spend seven bucks for a Starbucks, you can spend more than that on a cupcake to help build a home for a widow and help get behind what our kids are doing. We want to teach our kids to do what Jesus said to do, and that is help the poor, to do what's dear to his heart, and that is help others, help the needy. Amen? So we're going to build homes for widows in Burundi. Now let's shift our focus to Vietnam. Vietnam. Last year, we uh, partnered with Beck and Kelvin Windsor and AOG World Relief Vietnam. Maria and I have known Beck 
Windsor since we were in youth. We went to youth together, so we've known her for many, many years. In fact, when Beck and Kelvin were in town just a couple weeks ago, they messaged me and I caught up for coffee with them, and it was great to catch up with them. Every couple of years, they, they kind of come and do the rounds and say hello to everybody, which is fantastic. But Beck and Kelvin are just an amazing couple overseeing an amazing organization in Vietnam. Last year, we helped with heart screenings, and we also did a heart surgery for a young boy, which I thought was just amazing. Like, what an amazing privilege to help someone in that way. So this year, we're going to continue by helping with these heart screening programs that they do. And, you know, every year in Vietnam, there are tens of thousands of, of babies born with congenital heart defects. And we know that of them, there's Roughly around, you know, 40, statistics say 46%. So close to half of them need surgical intervention. And heart surgeries cost like five to seven times the annual income. So early intervention is really, really key. So this year we're going to help support heart screening programs for children in Vietnam. And let's just hear a quick greeting from Beck and Kelvin Windsor. Hey everyone, Church, Kelvin and Beck Windsor here from AOG World Relief Vietnam. We just want to say a huge thank you to you for your missions giving, for being a church that is on mission in your local neighborhood, your state, your nation and the nations of the world, particularly with the screening programs. We thank you for your partnership in helping us screen as many kids as possible. Yeah. Since we began this program three and a half years ago, 200,000 kiddies have been screened. And just last year, 87,000 kids were screened. And it's through partners like you who are committed to making a difference that this is possible. Yeah, we really appreciate, you know, these screening programs really help make a huge difference in a child's life. Uh, And at school, they screen the kids and they find out and detect whether or not they have a congenital heart disease or not. And this helps doctors get to any heart problems at an early age. Again, thank you, Church. We look forward to telling you some incredible stories of change, of transformation and of lives saved. Really appreciate it. Bye. So this year we will be helping support a heart screening program in Vietnam, which I think is really cool. You know, each of these screening programs can scan up to 5,000 students at a time. Uh, which I think is pretty cool. And you, you just heard them say like over 87,000 kids were scanned last year alone. So we're going to get to be a part of that and help uh, the needy find medical intervention in Vietnam. And also this really helps AOG World Relief to really let their good deeds shine. You know, Jesus said, let your good deeds shine before men so that they may praise our Father in Heaven. This is what good deeds do, right? They, they spearhead a way for the gospel to be shared. So that's what we're believing for in Vietnam. So let's shift now to our next project in India. Last year, we started supporting Eye Openers International in a remote village in India, and they do cataract surgeries for the poor. Basically, they provide medical help to people who could never afford it, and it paves the way for them to share the gospel. And a a cataract surgery costs $40, and it has an amazing impact on the people who receive these surgeries. So this year, we're going to continue to do this. And we presented a quick video about this project, which actually features my voice. So don't get confused here. Let's have a listen. 
In developing nations, four or five people who are blind can be cured with medical intervention. One of the leading causes of blindness is cataracts, which cause blurred vision, sensitivity to light, and can eventually lead to blindness. Eye Openers is an organization providing eye and medical care to the poor and needy in rural India. They work in a small area in the state of Andhra Pradesh, serving a population of around 500,000 people. Most of these people are classed as poor and underprivileged. Cataracts are the leading cause of blindness in India. Due to lack of awareness and medical resources, many are left untreated. With a simple and affordable procedure, a patient can have their eyesight restored. This year, in partnership with Eye Openers International and the Imaginations Network, we will continue to provide life-changing cataract surgeries for individuals in India. Join with us as we seek to bring Jesus to the poor and blind in India. Hopefully that wasn't too confusing there. You're hearing of the video audio with my voice and then coming back to my voice here, but it's all good. We're super excited to be able to continue to support Eye Openers International. And Dr. David Moore, who helps oversee Eye Openers, actually lives in Tamworth, which is pretty cool. I met him for the first time last year, and we're hoping to have him come visit us sometime this year. Apparently he flies his own plane, which is pretty cool. Hopefully he'll just fly right into Camden, come and speak with us. I think it'd be really, really cool to have him with us this year. So we're going to do heart screenings for children in Vietnam. We're going to do homes for widows in Burundi. We're going to do eye surgeries for the poor in India. And now let's check out a new project here in Australia. Have a listen to this. Did you know that there are Indigenous Australians in our nation that do not have access to a Bible or Christian resource in their own language? The Bible Society has existed for over 200 years for the sole purpose of giving people access to the Bible across the world. As part of their Jesus All About Life campaign, they are producing Christian resource for Indigenous communities. This year, in partnership with the Bible Society and the Imaginations Network, we will be helping to produce resources which focus on the Lord's Prayer in multiple Indigenous languages. These include posters, prayer cards, and small booklets. Not only will this resource encourage Bible engagement along with translation work, it will also form an effective discipleship resource for both new and mature Christians as they learn to pray in their mother tongue. Join with us as we seek to bring Jesus to Indigenous Australians. Yes, we love the Bible Society. Over 200 years old they are, and Sam Collins is our key contact there. And we're hoping to have him with us in May, which is really cool. He's going to come and share with us at church. I think that's going to be awesome. But we'll be supporting some Indigenous outreach materials this year, which, you know, I think their goal is to translate the Bible into a whole bunch of indigenous languages. And this is one of the ways that they do it. Uh, that, you know, last year they did a bunch of uh, booklets and things like that. Uh, so this year, I think it's really cool that we're going to help indigenous Australians learn to pray the Lord's Prayer in their mother tongue. I think that is really, really powerful and really awesome. Uh, it's not just virtue signaling or anything like that. No, it's it's bringing Jesus to everyone everywhere, including people in our own nation. Let's not forget 
people in our own nation. I remember Maria and I leading a missions team up to Darwin and visiting an indigenous community there. And man, it was just so beautiful. Uh, We had a church service under a tree, and it was just one of the most powerful church services I've ever been in. It was just beautiful, sincere, and we love Australians, all of them, and we want to help everybody hear of Jesus. Another uh, local project that we do every year is um, food boxes. You know, since our church has started, we've given away over 130 food boxes to families in need, which I think is amazing. And it's just so awesome that we can do this in our local community. They're given through local partners like schools and chaplains and sometimes just connections in our church. And so if you know anybody this year that's going through a tough time and would like a non-perishable food box, it's well presented, it's all put together, sourced from Food Bank, let us know and we would love to pass that on. But every year at Christmas time, we aim to give away at least 50. Last The last two Christmases, we've given away 50 food boxes each year uh, to needy families through local schools, and we're going to continue to do that. So that's another one of our big projects for the year. We're not forgetting our local people as well. Amen? So we're going to do heart screenings for children in Vietnam, homes for widows in Burundi, eye surgeries for the poor in India, outreach materials for indigenous Australians, food boxes for local families in need. And then we have one last project for this year and it's another new one and it's a little bit confronting but you know the whole human trafficking issue is a massive man it's it's a terrible problem in our world and we have to do something about it as a church i really believe we ha- we have to we can't just wait until we're bigger and oh one day when we're a big church or whatever no 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 we can do something right now, so what we're going to do is we are going to support a border rescue station in Nepal. And here's some short audio from our video presentation, but I encourage you to go and check this out on our website and watch this video. It's, it's, it shares a little bit and shows you a little bit of how this whole thing works with Destiny Rescue and Border Rescue Stations. Have a listen. There are an estimated 24 million victims of human trafficking around the world. Of that number, over 4 million are believed to be children. Destiny Rescue is an organisation that exists to rescue children from sexual exploitation and human trafficking and help them stay free. They specialise in rescue and reintegration programs throughout the world. One of their key projects is border rescue. There are so many crossing points, like, you know, thousands of people crossing into the other side. But we have set up border stations where we are checking the girls for child, minor child crossing to the other side. And our staff are very genius and they know what they are asking, what they have to look for, like, you know, any red flag. It's a poor country, right? So there's a lot of temptation for girls to leave their lives here on the, on the hope and I guess the, the promise of a better life. So when they end up in these places, it's not the life that they thought they were going to. And we've heard stories today that girls end up all throughout the world just because of lies and just because of the hope of, of a better future. Girls are trafficked for brothels 
labor trafficking, street begging. Now, girls are even trafficked for organ transplant. is a big thing, especially the kidney. Uh, and uh, in some cases, men put money together to buy a girls and uh, use this girl as, uh, as their uh, wives or sex slaves. This year, in partnership with Destiny Rescue and the Imaginations Network, we are supporting a border rescue station in Nepal. This station intercepts children being trafficked over the Nepalese border into India and beyond. Two things that I did like to see was, the one, the relationship that we have with the local authorities, and two, how well our staff do here. This is just one, one little area that's very effective. And so if we can duplicate this, we're gonna be able to rescue many more kids. So, good. Rescued children are taken to nearby safe houses where they receive all the care they need. Join with us as we help to rescue the vulnerable. Join with us as we seek to bring Jesus to children in Nepal. You know, Destiny Rescue is an amazing, courageous organization. And, you know, they do all sorts of projects throughout the, the world. I know uh, meeting Tony Kerwin a number of years ago, who is a key part of Destiny Rescue, and hearing about like how they pretend to be customers and enter brothels to rescue children from the sex trade. Like, how amazing is that? And they share Jesus. You know, when these, when these girls are rescued and brought to a, a safe house, um, they, they have all this reintegration stuff. Not, not only do they share the gospel with them, but they also teach them trade and they teach them how to uh, earn money, all these kinds of things. Because often these girls are lured over the border, even via their parents, on this promise of like a job on the other side and things like that. But it's all just a lie. Um, so we are going to bring Jesus to children in Nepal, and I'm very, very excited about it, and I hope you are too. I hope you're as stirred as I am. I know being in the room on Sunday, there were many tears as we launched this project, and I hope that you can prayerfully consider how you can be part of us. So uh, heart screenings for children in Vietnam, homes for widows in Burundi, eye surgeries for the poor in India. Outreach materials for Indigenous Australians, rescuing trafficked children in Nepal, and food boxes for local families in need. Now, how do we do this? How do we achieve these six projects? We give, little by little, as God provides. I think that's really important to remember. We give, little by little, as God provides. And, you know, sometimes God provides much by much. Just being honest, and uh, and we introduced on Sunday in church uh, a little tool that we call the My Mission Card, and the My Mission Card is an opportunity to make a commitment in faith to give to missions for this year. It's not a sign up. It's not a direct debit thing. It, what it is is we're asking our church to prayerfully consider what the Lord would want them to give toward these missions projects. And 
to let us know so we can budget for the future. Now, for us to achieve these projects and, and to do what's in our heart, it's, it's going to take more than spare change. We can't just rock up on a Sunday or, or every now and then and go, oh yeah, those girls in Nepal, I want to help them. No, no, we need to be intentional. We need to be forward thinking. So a missions faith commitment allows us to forward plan. So we're asking people in our church to prayerfully consider what God would want them to give. And I want to encourage you to head to our website, or next time you're at church on Sunday, grab a My Mission card. Have a look at it. There's a website. If you head to everyonechurch.com.au forward slash My Mission, it explains what this whole thing is um, and how we're going to use it to help us give to missions. Now, this is not about... Fear tactics or anything like that. No, no, this is this is a trust-based tool that basically says, hey, do you know what? Us as a family or me as an individual, I believe I can give this much to missions this year. And that helps us then go to our partners and go to the Imaginations Network and say, we believe we can give this much this year. And then as the year progresses, we forward that money onto them. This is not uh, replacing the tithes and offerings. No, this is on top of, this is a are purely our missions giving, okay? And uh, it's kind of hard for me to explain on a podcast, but I encourage you to head to our website and check it out, read it through, pray it through. You know, when in making a commitment to give to missions, we really ask people to ask three questions. Number one, what can I give? Now, that's a pretty simple question. The truth is, every person in our church could give something. And there's a part of Maria and my heart that, you know, the amount is kind of secondary in some sense, but we would love more buy-in from everybody. You know, I would rather everybody in our whole church give something than just a few giving. You know what I mean? We'd love to just all be part of it. I think it'd be fantastic what we can do together. So what can I give? I think all of us has something that we can give to these type of projects. The second question we ask you to ask is this, and this is a little bit more of a serious one. (laughs) We want you to ask, what can you give up? What can you give up? You know, maybe there's some things uh, that extra coffee once a week or um, Netflix or something that's a luxury that you can give up for the sake of these missions projects. And then the third question we ask you to ask, and this is where the faith kind of stuff comes in, and that is, how can we add faith to this? So what can I give? What can I give up? They're pretty simple questions, right? But the third one, what can I add faith to? What can I believe God will provide to me, through me this year for the sake of missions, for the cause of missions? You know, I've seen in our our previous church, Maria and I have been giving to missions through this type of faith commitment giving all of our Christian life. We've seen people take second jobs to do missions commitment. Uh, We've seen children raise money on their birthdays uh, for missions. Like I remember a young man in our previous church who was just a child giving thousands of dollars to missions in a year uh, because he raised money on at his birthday party. Like, come on, a little kid putting all of us adults to shame who are crying about our Starbucks coffee we have to give up. So it's amazing how much you can step out in faith and trust God for when you when you own it, when you say, Lord, this is not just the a mission or your this is my mission as well. 
Okay, so we want to ask you to pray and consider all of that. Take a step of faith this year and grab one of those cards, fill it out. On there, there's a section where you can fill out your name. And the reason why we ask for your name is not because we're not going to chase you up. We're not going to be like, hey, what have you given? Not, none of that. It's just purely for us to know that it's a real person. And so we can pray with you. You know, like if Daffy Duck commit faith commits $5,000 a month to missions, <laughs> uh, we're not going to know that that, you know, we're obviously going to know that's not genuine. So, um, so we want to know that, hey, these are people from our church. They're committing this much and we're going to trust that God will provide that to you and you'll pass it on and we'll do all of that for missions for God's glory. Amen. I want to encourage you with one last scripture as we kind of close today. And that is from 2 Corinthians. And the Apostle Paul encourages the Corinthian church around this whole concept of giving. He says this in 2 Corinthians 9, verse 6 to 10. He says, Remember this, a farmer who plants only a few seeds will get a small crop, but the one who plants generously will get a generous crop. You must each decide in your heart how much to give, and don't give reluctantly or in response to pressure. For God loves a person who gives cheerfully. Verse 8 says, And God will generously provide all you need. Then you will always have everything you need and plenty left over to share with others. Verse 9 says, As the scriptures say, They share freely and give generously to the poor. Their good deeds will be remembered forever. Verse 10, For God is the one who provides seed for the farmer and then bread to eat. In the same way, he will provide and increase your resources and then produce a great harvest of generosity in you. I love that. I love that portion of scripture. And in context, the Apostle Paul is talking about an offering collection that he's going to take to Jerusalem to help fund the ministry. This is basically what we're doing right now. It's a missions offering. This is what Paul's talking about. And I kind of get annoyed when people take this, God will provide all my needs, and they take it out of context. No, no, the context here is God will provide your needs, and he will produce in you more so that you can be generous to others. That's the context of this scripture, right? I love that. It says that he will provide, God will provide, and God will produce. God, it's he, He's the one that provides. He's the one that produces. It says that he gives bread for food and seed for sowing. He gives you all that you need and some more to give to others and to sow. I love that. Proverbs 19.17 says, If you help the poor, you are lending to the Lord and he will repay you. He will provide, he will produce. And let's just remember that everything we do for the Lord has to be from a heart of love. Amen? It has to be from a heart of love, a transformed heart. It says in 1 John 3, 16 to 18, we know what real love is because Jesus gave up his life for us. So we ought to give up our lives for our brothers and sisters. If someone has enough money to live well and sees a brother or sister in need, but shows no compassion, how can God's love be in that person? Wow, that's some pretty serious scripture. It says in verse 18, dear children, Let's not merely say that we love each other. Let us show the truth by our actions. And you know what? Missions is about action. Our missions, faith, commitment, our my mission card, it's about taking action and believing God will provide and God will produce. Let's let love lead the way as we move forward in missions this year. Amen. So I encourage you to check out our websites, 
Come and ask us if you have any questions. We had a few people asking us questions on Sunday after church, and it was awesome because we want to be united, and, and we've tried to communicate everything as clearly as we possibly can. But we're not scared of questions. Come and talk to us, absolutely. And we would love to make a huge difference in the earth today through these six missions projects. Amen? Well, looking forward to church next week. Looking forward to the journey this year as we seek to bring Jesus to everyone everywhere. Thank you for joining us today on our podcast. I hope you have an amazing week and we'll see you next time. So love me the way